0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislau, and I'm so glad that you have given me the opportunity to share with you the gospel of this past Sunday. Um, I want to let you know that sometimes during my homily, I was interrupted and I was addressing a situation. We have a streaming um going on during mass and uh, we were having problems with the audio so um, that's what was going on Um, that's why sometimes I uh, stop and say something else you will it will make sense when you listen to the homily God bless you and I'll talk to you soon For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one, nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, no secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet no one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father the Gospel of the Lord. checking it with the audio system. We are trying to make sure that the people at home can hear as well. Before we begin, I want to wish all of the father, father figures, grandfathers, happy Father's Day. It's a special day, and after communion, don't go away. There is a special blessing for you, all right? Okay, so after the Feast of uh, Easter, the whole Easter season, then we had the Feast of the Trinity, and the Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ, we now enter into ordinary time, we are wearing green, and we continue to follow Jesus, um, following the Gospel, the the plot. What are we getting here? We are in a situation where now Jesus is addressing the disciples, with something very important, with some very important information. But before we go there, I have a question for you. And you can pretend to answer. I know you have a mask, so I can see your mouth going. But what do you think is the command in the Bible that is repeated more often? All right, but it's not. (laughs) It's the command of not to be afraid. It appears about uh, more than 300 times. I read it somewhere that it was about 365. Not really sure, I didn't count it. But imagine, in all its form, don't be afraid, fear not. It seems that somebody there, that God wants us to focus on the reaction that we have to things, to people. Three of those times are repeated in this particular Gospel. Jesus says three times, do not be afraid. So what is fear? First of all, we have to understand that in English, fear is this unpleasant emotion that comes in us as a reaction when we perceive somebody or something that is potentially causing harm or it can hurt us. Sometimes these fears can be... um, are uh, really damaging because they overtake our, um, uh, our way of living. In, uh, for example, you know, it's, uh, it, fear in general is this beautiful gift that God has given us so that we can avoid dangerous situations and make sure that we are safe and protect our bodies. Sometimes for example, it's a good thing to be reminded that if you get very, very high, you can fall. But imagine people who have a very big fear of hides that they are almost paralyzed. There are people, for example, that have fear of crowds, of being a crowd. these are real things. And then there are people who have fears of animals like spiders, which I think is quite justified. But that's another story. Fear, therefore, is this mechanism that allows us to tune in and find out what is dangerous, what is not, so that I can avoid, pay, and go towards towards, um, pleasure, something that saves. You can unplug it. If it's not working, you can unplug it. Okay, it's working. Okay, good. Um, Now, Jesus tells us not to be afraid. Before we go into what Jesus means, we want to also keep in mind something else. That the word back then meant something more. So yes, there is this dimension of fright, of fear as a reaction. But tucked in the meaning of the word, there is something like respect. Something like awe that would make us understand why one of the commands that we have is to have the fear of the Lord. Okay? It's a gift. It's not being frightened by the Lord, but being in awe and respectful of what God has done so that we can behave in a certain way. Good. So now we can understand a little bit more what this word means so that we can understand how Jesus is applying. In the Gospel, this... Translation, this part says, fear no one. In reality, Jesus is saying, do not fear them. Who is them? Then Jesus has been talking about people who may react negatively when you become a Christian. Back then, becoming a Christian was very costly because people would come to you and say, you know, um, if you become a Christian... Then I will not be make it, I will not come to your store anymore. Uh, if you become a Christian, you're no longer coming to our family gatherings. If you are coming, if you're becoming a Christian, you're dead to me. So you're saying it was very damaging. Now we have a situation that Jesus says: don't be afraid of them, don't respect what they say so that you bow and listen to them more than what what I'm telling you. In other words, Jesus is telling them, make sure that your identity does not come from what people tells you, from what they tell you you're supposed to be. Your identity as a Christian comes from what God said about you. You understand the big difference? Even for us priests, sometimes people say, well, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. We say about people that we should doing that. Well, let's make sure and help each other that we are faithful to what God is telling us we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to do. That's a big difference, don't you think? So you say, don't be overly concerned and don't let their thoughts, their opinions, and their actions shape your behavior. Why? Jesus says, the first thing he's saying in this passage is uh, because their loyalty is talking about things that are hidden that become revealed. Isn't that the truth? You tell one person, don't tell anybody. By the end of the week, at least 10 people that you know of know about it. But things you keep, we keep things secret for a long time, and all of a sudden, 20 years later, it may come up. Jesus is saying, don't worry. Their loyalty to God will show up. You focus on what you have to do. Don't be concerned whether they are doing the right thing or not. It will show up. Focus on what God tells you about who you are. That's the way. And then Jesus says, why do we want to do that? And especially, what should balance our concern about what people think? Well, as I told you, we should focus and be grounded on what God says that we are. Saint Francis of Assisi used to say, I am focusing on what I'm believing, what God says that I am. Nothing more, nothing less. And what is God saying? To us, about us. I love you immensely. You are worth more than everything else in the world. You are everything to me. You are worth the blood of my son. Your dignity does not come as a Christian because somebody else says you're a child of God. I am a child of God. You're a child of God because God says... I love you so much, and I want to be your father. Do you understand where we're going here? It's, it's, so, it's a big challenge because it helps us to reground ourselves. So we know that God's love for us is primary. And that concept, the fact that God loves us immensely, overcomes every fear that we may have. Sometimes you say, am I doing the right thing? Am I behaving in the right way? Am I a good Christian? God says, focus on the fact that I love you, and the only thing that I want from you is to love me back. And we talked about some time ago how Jesus wants us to love him back. And then the next step is, listen, if you say that you are a Christian, but you don't consider what I say important. That my words don't make any difference to you. You are not really following me. That's why at the end he says, if you acknowledge me publicly, I will acknowledge you also. But if you deny me, the Father will deny you also. What does he mean? He means that we can say all we want, that we are Christians, that we believe, that we want to receive communion and all the the sacraments and all the things. But unless when we go out there, we are not members and behave like the body of Christ? Are we really acknowledging Jesus as our Savior? We say by words, but the action. We want to receive the sacrament, but do we bring that presence of Christ into the world? Do we behave like another world, or do we find sources that are more important, more influential outside of the Word of God? It is possible. We talked not too long ago about the alternative catechisms, the alternative gospels. We hear the word of God here, but out there, something else shapes my steps. My direction comes from what I think, not from what God says. So today, it is a completely different outlook. Now, Jesus said three times, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. But he did say at one point, be afraid. Be afraid of what? Of People who can damage your soul. Not only the evil one, but people also who might present themselves as a very religious people, but they want us to focus on something else other than the gospel. Where do we go with this? And how can we become more aware of what God has given us? Lesson number one in Christianity. I've been drilling this for quite some time now. Lesson number one. Do you remember? Lesson, you miss lesson number one in Christianity. Lesson number two doesn't make sense. And lesson number three will make you go, what? Lesson number one. God loves you immensely. It doesn't matter what you think, what your people think, what your friends think. The, what matters is the fact that God loves you immensely. And that is the beginning of the new life. Understanding that we are loved. Not because we have done great things or because we go to church, but because he loved us in this way. Once we enter into this reality, we have to make choices. Everything that we do throughout the day, every day, will reflect God's love for us and for others. And therefore, when I make a decision, I have to decide, I have to think about it and say, is this showing God's love for that person? because the truth is God loves you immensely but you know what? God also loves the people you cannot stand also loved immensely how about the people the person that you think is your enemy and it seems to go against everything that you believe in also loved immensely by God so we from a point of view of Christianity and the gospel we don't have enemies we don't have uh, people who are trying to take a We don't, we just have brothers and sisters, some of which we disagree with, but my attitude must be always that of, that person is just as loved as I am. And therefore, my attitude must change. If we are all children of God, and we dare to call God our Father, we are part of the greatest family ever. And we want to reclaim these good news, really meditate on and let them, love that God has for you, really transform your heart so that your mind can remain on what really matters. Avoid what makes you separate from God and focus on how to be loving because that's where we experience the presence of God. And I hope you felt inspired to recommit yourself as a disciple of Christ. I wish you well. Continue to pray for all of us priests as we pray for you. And I'll talk to you soon. God bless.